0: If you want to make a change in your life and if you want to improve, especially going into 2022, vulnerability for yourself is going to be massive. You have to be vulnerable enough enough to say, I'm not where I want to be. I don't like the way I look. I feel fat. I feel ugly. I'm not doing the things I need to do. I'm not very confident. I'm really shy. I'm insecure. All of those things. Take a lot of vulnerability to be able to admit to yourself, let alone anybody else. You don't have to tell anybody else, but you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. From the moment you wake up to the moment your head hits the pillow, this is the It's All Day Podcast. Your home for knowledge and inspiration about fitness, nutrition, and the mentality behind what it takes to be great. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the It's All Day podcast. Today, we are talking just a little bit of a life update going into the second week of the new year. Um, I got COVID, and I missed my trip to Arizona. So, happy me, happy week two of the new year. But we're going to be talking about a little bit of my own personal... I guess, story throughout COVID. And then also the lessons I learned from watching the IFCA, which is the Impact Fitness Coaching Academy event that I was supposed to go to in Arizona. So the reason I was going to Arizona was because I was going to a business mastermind with two of my coaches, my former coaches, Jordan and Aaron, and then actually my current mentoring coach. He was actually one of the speakers, Cody McBroom. So the plan was to go there this week this weekend and then actually spend the rest of the week in Sedona with my girlfriend and go hiking. But all of that got canceled because of COVID. So looking back on it, I do think it was because new year's Eve, uh, we went out to uh, downtown new Smyrna went to a bar. It was slammed. And when we went down to like the little dance floor area where they were doing the countdown to new year's, you legitimately could not move. There were so many people there. And I thought nothing of it. Um, That was on Sunday. Played soccer game for my new league that I'm in on Monday night. Woke up Tuesday not feeling great. Woke up Wednesday feeling like death. Had a pounding headache. Had 103 fever. I had chills. I had sweats. My bed was soaked from me sweating the entire night. It It was all bad. I had to call some some friends, my parents, I had my buddy come over, drop off drinks, uh, COVID tests, took three COVID tests, was positive out of two of them. I just knew it was COVID. It's, it's, I just hadn't felt that crappy in so long. It just had to have been. Um, didn't lose my smell, didn't lose taste. I believe it must have been the Omicron variant, um, but basically had to spend... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all kind of feeling not great. Um, I still am a little stuffy right now, but overall, I feel much better. It took about two really bad days on Wednesday and Thursday. Both of those days could not get out of bed. On Wednesday, I think I got out of bed at 1.30 p.m. Thursday, I got out of bed at 3 p.m. So I was, I was just stuck in my bed. I had absolutely no energy. And I would get maybe like a one to three hour window where I was feeling okay both of those days. And then it was right back to bed, not doing anything. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, started feeling a little bit better, but just overall foggy, tired, Um, but we managed. And I think one of the biggest things I got out of it is one, I'm not vaccinated. Um, Not vaccinated, don't ever plan on being vaccinated. Want my body to be able to fight off and combat viruses that are kind of come through the rest of my life and I don't believe that a vaccine is going to be the the cure-all for that so I did take you know just your normal supplements zinc vitamin d magnesium vitamin c all the things that you should be taking Um, but I do think it's a testament to my own health my fitness levels uh, for the reasons why I recovered so fast. Um, I stayed with my dad and his girlfriend. They both actually had COVID at the exact same time. So we all just quarantined together. And my dad's girlfriend, you know, she's gone through a lot of health, um, issues recently with like broken legs, broken knees, surgeries, all this type of stuff. So she was already a little bit weakened, but she's had it for, I think a week and a half and she still feels awful. Um, and it took me about two days to bounce back. So, Just a testament to your health, your um, physical readiness in your body to be able to fight off certain things like this. So if anybody hasn't had COVID yet, it's not that scary. You're going to feel like shit for a couple of days and that's it. And then you're over it. So I'm definitely on the way out. Just got to deal with the rest of this last little cough. Um, congestion but besides that we're good to go while i was sick though i was watching virtually this event and the things i wanted to talk with you guys today about is just some of the lessons that i learned from this event it was even though i couldn't go and i was extremely bummed that i couldn't go i still got a lot of benefit out of watching virtually and listening to the speakers talk give me one second (laughs) Ah, excuse me um one of the biggest through lines throughout the entire event was just vulnerability. Um, and as a coach, someone who works online who's trying to connect with people virtually, one of the biggest things that you can do to help benefit is to be vulnerable and try and share as much as you possibly can online. So people can relate to you. Nobody wants to see somebody who's perfect. There is no such thing as anybody who is perfect. So the more that you try and portray that you are perfect, the more that everyone knows you're kind of just lying. Um, and they had a really good definition saying that vulnerability is the ability to give up control completely to the outcome. And if you're like me, I'm a control freak. It's very hard to give up control completely. Um, but it was just a great reminder throughout the entire weekend that even I need to be more vulnerable with The listeners here who listen to the podcast love every and each and one of you who listen to my podcast and I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Um, But also just like on my social media with what I talk about, I used to be really vulnerable and to be quite honest with you, I got hurt being vulnerable and it kind of turned me off from being vulnerable. Um, But I'm getting back into it, getting back to being vulnerable and sharing with you guys everything that's going on in my life. So, because I want you guys to relate and I want you guys to remember that I'm no different than you are. Um, I feel like a lot of people these days look at me like, yeah, Chris, you're just, you're the fitness guy, you know, like you work out, we get it, you're in shape, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is I built all of this. I used to not be, I used to be chubby. I used to not have any muscle. I used to be extremely insecure when I take my shirt off, which a lot of people right now might be like, that makes no sense. You take your shirt off all the time. (laughs) And the reason I take my shirt off all the time now is because when I was little, I used to hate taking my shirt off. I was extremely uncomfortable doing it. We would have soccer tournaments and my mom would be like, Chris, you're hot. Like, take your shirt off. You can cool down. Like, mom, stop touching my fucking shirt. I don't want to take my shirt off in front of all the other guys. I fucking I'm fat. I don't like that. Leave my shirt on. Leave me alone out of fear. And it took a long time for me to start going to the gym, get consistent, become obsessed, become in love with the feeling of improving to the point now where I try to walk around my shirt off all the time, just because I'm proud of the frigging work that I did. And the reason I'm sharing this with you guys, and the reason I'm reminding you about this vulnerability is for you, if you want to make a change in your life, and if you want to improve, especially going into 2022, Vulnerability for yourself is going to be massive. You have to be vulnerable enough enough to say, I'm not where I wanna be. I don't like the way I look. I feel fat. I feel ugly. I'm not doing the things I need to do. I'm not very confident. I'm really shy. I'm insecure. All of those things take a lot of vulnerability to be able to admit to yourself, let alone anybody else. You don't have to tell anybody else, but you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror. And tell yourself the truth of where you are. And tell yourself the truth that you're the reason you're where you're at right now. And if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, you'll never make change. You will always lie to yourself and give yourself every excuse in the book as to why you're not becoming the person you want to become. And until you're able to be vulnerable with yourself, you will never make the changes you need to make. So that was the first lesson I learned from watching this event. The second one I learned was about community and the importance of community. And even this event was a perfect example of it. I was so bummed that I couldn't go to this event because I've gone to one of these before. I've met a lot of fitness coaches, friends who they all love the same shit I do. They all love personal growth. They all love being vulnerable. They all like working out. They all like eating well. They all like having a good time. Like They're just my people. And community is so goddamn important. For any of us, again, I'm trying to relate this as much as I can to the listeners of you guys trying to work on your fitness and your nutrition and your mindset going into 2022. Your community matters. The people around you matter. They influence you tremendously. And if the people around you are not doing the things that you want to do, you need to have the balls or I don't know what you call it, girl version. Um, to remove those people from your life and to join communities and groups of people who are doing the things you want to do. For me, the, the best way I got into fitness was CrossFit because I was in a group. I was in a community of people who were all trying to do the same thing. They all love working out. We're all doing the same workout together. There's a huge community feel to it. Those people became my best friends when I was in college, when I first started CrossFit, they were the only people I wanted to hang out with because all of them wanted to work out together. They all wanted to talk about CrossFit. They all wanted to talk about new techniques and new movements, lifting heavier weights and running and jumping, all those things that I loved doing. So they all became my best friends. Some of them were 20, some were 30, 40, 50. I had, you know, 70-year-old ladies out there in the CrossFit gym who I related to more than 20-year-old dudes my own age because they were in the gym trying to improve themselves, even at 70 years old. And I loved that. So right now, if you're trying to improve yourself in 2022, your community is everything. The people around you is everything. If the people around you in 2022 are not doing anything to improve themselves and you want to improve yourself, you will not make any improvements. Guaranteed. Guaranteed you will not because the people around you will influence you every single time you try and do something and they're like come on stop it we don't need to work out do we really want to work out you're tired I'm tired let's not do it we don't need to do that and those aren't the people you want around you you want the people around you who will push you to become the best version of yourself next after community I listened to a guy named Joe Sheely. He is the CEO and owner of a company called Cured Nutrition. It is a cannabis company. They make CBD products um, for, for like focus, for sleep, for pain management. They have CBD products for their dogs as well. Um, and this guy had such a great talk and his whole thing was all about core values. Now, This man, Joe Sheely, actually used to be a engineer. He actually used to work for NASA. But his job, his career, his life did not align with his core values. And where this ended up leading him to was the edge of a bridge coming out of a blackout about to commit suicide. And luckily, he came out from his blackout. Somebody was underneath the bridge and they talked him out of it. Um, And he didn't kill himself. But the reason he spoke so much about core values is because everything he was doing was what he believed everyone thought he should be doing. From the outside looking in, he worked for Lockheed Martin, um, a huge engineering, one of the biggest defense contracting engineering companies in the world. Um, he had a great job. He was only like 22 years old. Everyone's like, you, "You're doing it." The reality was he wasn't living up to any of his core values. He wasn't doing the things he wanted to do, and because of that, He did drugs, drank alcohol, did whatever he could to numb the fact that he wasn't living in alignment with who he knew he wanted to be. And he talks about there's a gap between who we say we are and who we actually are. A lot of us might say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a fit person. I'm definitely going to get in shape in 2022. It's just been a tough year because of COVID and then unemployment and then the election and blah, 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 blah. You know, we all have these excuses of who we say we are versus who we actually are. You know, I've got buddies of mine who say they want to get in shape. And every time I see them on social media, they're at a bar drinking beer or they're at a restaurant drinking beer or they're somewhere drinking alcohol, eating shitty foods and doing nothing of who they actually say they want to be. So who you say you want to be isn't actually who you are. What you do, the actions you take on a daily basis are actually who you are. And you need to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I actually being? Am I actually being the person I want to be? Am I actually living within the core values that I've set for myself or am I not? And even better question, do you even know the core values of who you are and how you want to operate? When I was watching his video, I wrote down three core values because he also said, and I love this, said, if you have more than a couple core values, you have no fucking core values because core values They're few and far between. And once you know what those core values are, you can start editing and removing aspects and people of your life that don't align with your core values. So when he was talking, I wrote down three core values, courage, integrity, and fuck yes or no. And what I mean by these is courage is just having the courage to actually do the things you want to do Be the person you want to be, say the things you want to say, and not care what anyone else thinks. Stop caring about judgment of others. Stop caring if people don't agree with what you have to say. It's who you want to be in this world. And you have to have the courage to be able to stand up for yourself, put your stake in the ground, and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I believe. And this is where I'm going. If you don't like it, fuck off. That takes courage. Second core value is integrity. And integrity is just following in with courage. It's doing what you say you're going to do and not lying. How many of us lie to others, but more importantly, how many of us lie to ourselves all the time? How many of us right now in 2022 said at the beginning of the year, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z. And it's week two and you haven't done shit yet. I know I haven't done everything I said I was going to do yet. I haven't been sticking to my habits, you know, and again, I can give you every excuse in the book. i had fucking COVID the second week of the new year. I mean, I basically got it on new year's Eve. Um, and we're in the second week. So the first week of the new year, I got COVID. I was just bedridden. Did I do everything I needed to do? Didn't meditate at all. I had all the time in the world to meditate. Didn't do a damn minute of meditation. I've read some, didn't read as much as I needed to. Um, I haven't worked. I mean, I've gone for walks. I've done most things, but there's still some things I haven't done yet. And I've lied about why I haven't done them. You know, I'm tired. I do this, blah, blah, blah. You just didn't want to do it. You got to be able to live in integrity and living in integrity is when you never lie. And if you can tell the truth and if you can be vulnerable and you can admit to yourself, I haven't been doing this, I'm going to do this. And when you say you do it, you actually stick through with it. You will have no fear. You'll have no fear. You'll have no anxiety because you, the reason we have fear and anxiety is because we're afraid somebody's going to catch our lie. But if you live in integrity and you don't lie, you have nothing to be afraid of. It's going to be incredibly hard. You're going to hurt people's feelings because if you're like me, you're a people pleaser. And if you're a people pleaser, you have a very hard time living in integrity because you would much rather let the other person be happy than live in integrity. So it's gonna be incredibly difficult for you to start changing this around, telling the truth, not caring about anyone else's feelings except yourself. And that might sound selfish, but other people's feelings aren't your job. It's not your responsibility to care about other people. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself. And if you take care of yourself as best as you possibly can, you will get to a point where then you can start helping other people. But until you can help yourself, Stop worrying about anybody else and live in integrity with yourself. Tell the truth and do the things you need to do today. And the last core value is it's either a fuck yes or it's a no. And I heard this from Mark Manson. He's an author. He wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And his second book, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. Great titles. But the concept is this. In life, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. And So many of us, this goes back to people-pleasing. So many of us, we just say yes to certain things we don't want to do. We answer phone calls we don't want to answer. We respond to text messages we don't want to respond to. We have friends we don't want to actually associate with. We go to events we don't want to go to. All because we're people-pleasers and we don't want to cause conflict. But the reality is you don't have time to be people-pleasing for everybody else. So the value that I'm putting in place... Is, is if it's not a fuck yes, and that's in your body, your relationships, your spirituality, your business, your family, anything under the fucking sun. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Because you should be living a fuck yes life. Everything you should be doing, you should be like, fuck, this is awesome. This, yes, like this is what I want to do. Even if it's painful, working out, even if you're suffering, to me, it's a fuck yes. I love working out. I love suffering. I love doing painful workouts because the feeling I get afterwards is the fuck yes feeling. So those are the core values that I took after listening to Joe Sheely. He also asked this last question that I want to end with, with regards to his talk. He said, what parts of your life do you need to just give yourself permission And this was a really good question, and it's a question I pose to anyone listening. There are areas of your life right now where you know you want to do something. You know you want to improve, and for whatever reason, you haven't given yourself permission to do those things. You haven't given yourself permission to express those wants and those desires. Why? Why have you not given yourself permission? Who told you you can't do those things? Who told you not to ask for them? And this goes way back to childhood, family, friends, trauma, whatever it might be. But I want you to look back and ask yourself, what aspects of your life have you not given yourself permission to do the thing you want to do? And after listening to this podcast, I want you, I can say it as much as I want. And Joe said this in his talk. He can try and give you permission as much as you want, but you have to be the one to give yourself permission. So give yourself permission to go after the dreams and the goals that you want to achieve in 2022, because they're yours for a reason. It's in your gut. It's in your head. It's in your heart for a reason. They were meant for you. So give yourself permission to chase them. Next talk was a guy was by a guy named John Matz. He's a former NFL Oakland Raider wide receiver. And I just want to share with you some questions that he posed in his talk that I thought were extremely powerful. He said, who are you afraid of and what are you afraid of specifically if you become successful? Who are you afraid will judge you if you go after your dreams? Who are you afraid you will lose if you go after your dreams and you actually become successful? And some of the things I even wrote were parents and friends not being able to relate to the success that I wanna have. And that's a tough one to say, even on the fucking podcast. But again, I'm trying to live with integrity. I'm trying to be courageous here. I'm trying to tell you guys the truth. And it's something I want you guys to think about yourselves. If you actually become successful in whatever you're trying to achieve, are you afraid that you're going to lose your friends or your family? Or they might not relate to the success that you want to have. Or they'll judge you for it. Or they'll think you're too money hungry or anything else. Because those fears will hold you back from taking action on the things you want to achieve. Maybe you're overweight and you really want to get in shape and you're afraid that if I try to get in shape, all my other overweight friends will judge me or I will lose them and then I'll have no friends. And that fear is a big enough fear that stops people from actually making the change they want to make. Because they've been stuck in that life for so long and they can't imagine being alone. Even though the people around them They're negative. They're toxic. At least they have people around them. And some people are so afraid of being alone and going out on that journey themselves that they allow that fear to hold them back. So that was a great question he asked that I want posed to you guys. Who are you afraid of? And what are you afraid of specifically if you become successful? I also wrote, I had fear of being brutally honest with clients because they'll leave and I'll lose money. And this, again, I'm just trying to be Courageous and live in integrity right now on this podcast. I've got clients where week after week they haven't been doing what they should be doing. And instead of me being brutally honest and ripping them a new one and telling them, hey, like get your head out of your fucking ass, you are paying me to make change and you're doing dog shit about it. And obviously, I probably wouldn't say it that rudely, but if I'm brutally honest, And I've done this. I've done this in the past with former clients that it didn't really work out with. I told them the hard truth. They didn't want to hear the truth. They left and I lost money because they're paying clients. And if I do it with enough clients, I will have no clients because the majority of people don't like hearing the really hard truth. And I've worked with different coaches and mentors about, hey, like tone it down a little bit, meet them where they're at and kind of get them, you know, through the journey And the reality is I have a really hard time doing that because I'm a high performer. I'm a former athlete. I'm used to a coach yelling at my face, telling me, Hey, get your ass down the field, make the save, stop bitching suck. I'm also a guy. So I feel like I just get, those are the types of coaches I've had my entire life. Um, So as a coach and the type of coaches and speakers that I listen to, that's just kind of who I am. I'm the very in your face, hey, let's stop fucking around. You said you want to make change. Let's make change. Let's, it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to be vulnerable. You might cry. That's okay. I cried in therapy plenty of times. I've cried on coaches calls plenty of times because I'm breaking down these limiting beliefs and these barriers that are holding me back from becoming the type of person I wanted to be. Today, speaking to you on a podcast, five years ago, I, was a, I would have been terrified to do this. Would have never done this. The things I've said on social media, the things I'm able to admit to people, the vulnerability I'm able to share through therapy, through personal growth, through self-development, I would not have been able to do it five years ago. And I, it was a very difficult process. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. But sometimes I have a really hard time being that brutally honest with clients because this is my job. And if I have no clients because I'm too brutally honest with them, there's a fear. The reality is, if I was able to be brutally honest, and if I lost current clients, the new clients that I would gain, who are listening to this type of podcast, who are listening to how I'm speaking, who are also high performers might go, you know what, Chris is my kind of coach. He's the guy I'm looking for because he's not afraid to tell me I'm fucking up. He's not afraid to tell me the brutal, honest truth, even if it hurts. Those and that is the type of coach I am going to be, that I am. If you don't like it, we're probably not a good fit. If you do, send me a message and let's see if we can work together because you're the type of client that I want. The type of client who's willing to hear the brutal, the brutal honest, hard truth because that's the type of shit that makes you grow. Um, let's see here. And he also asked one last question. He said, what's the conflict blocking the growth of your business? And I share this with you guys because if you don't have a business, this can easily apply to your fitness, your body, your nutrition. There's a conflict blocking the growth of your physique. There's a conflict blocking your growth and nutrition and your mindset. And you need to ask yourself that question. What is the conflict? What is the fear that is holding you back? Now his talk led into, two other conversations that I want to share with you guys, and then we're going to be good for the podcast today. The easy one was from Erin, my former coach. She said, who's the man you need to become? It's a very simple question, but it's a very difficult question that I want all of you to ask yourselves as well. Who is the type of person you need to become? So whatever goal you have in 2022, if it's a big goal, great. I love big goals. I fucking love them and I want to hear what they are. But the second question you need to ask yourself after you've decided your goals for 2022 is ask yourself, who is the person you need to become in order to achieve that goal? And then you should have a long answer. And once you start understanding the characteristic types, the things they do, the schedules they follow, if you start enacting the same things that the person you need to become in order to achieve those goals, by the end of the year, you will have achieved those goals. It sounds so simple and it is incredibly simple, logically speaking. It is incredibly difficult to do on a daily basis. And the thing she followed with this was asking, are you in motion or are you taking action? And when it comes to motion, it just means keeping busy. Some of you might be trying to lose 20 pounds and here's what you do to be in motion. You know, every couple days you go for a walk. Every couple weeks you go to like one fitness class and you're like, I'm doing it. You know, like I'm taking steps. Instead of drinking a Coke, you get a diet Coke and that's you staying in motion. Well, to be fair, that's probably taking action. Being in motion is just. It's staying busy. We all do this. If If you work at your job, say you got a deadline. Deadline's two weeks away. For the first week and a half, your boss sees you at your desk and you're moving around. You're writing stuff on paper. You're typing on your computer. It looks like you're doing shit. Reality is you're just keeping busy. In the last day, you cram and you actually take action, which is the other side of this coin. And you finally do the assignment that's due and you get it done. Taking action is doing the vulnerable thing. If it's losing weight, if your thing is I need to lose 20 pounds and you want to take action, taking action is DMing a coach saying, hey, I'm 20 pounds overweight. I'm incredibly insecure with how I look. I don't like it. I have no energy. I have no dating prospects. I'm depressed. I fucking hate how I look in the mirror. Please help me. That's taking action reaching out, making something happen. Actually taking action would be signing with the coach. Keeping in motion would just be reaching out to a coach, having a conversation, getting on a phone call and then saying, I'll think about it and then not doing anything. That's motion. Action is talking to the coach, being vulnerable, signing with them, and then actually paying like for the year or paying for the six months, whatever it is, all in full at front. That's taking action. That's you putting a stake in the ground saying, this is happening. I've put money where my mouth is. I've paid in advance. I'm fully committed. I'm all in 100%. And it's a massive difference between being in motion. So that was another very good lesson to have after listening to this event. And the very last one I want to share with you guys is a guy named Brad Jensen. His Instagram profile is a sober bodybuilder. This man was addicted to drugs for, I think, 10, 20 years. And now he owns a multi seven-figure earning business. He's an online coach. And as he was sharing his story with his drug addiction, he said, I thought I had a drug problem. Turns out I had a Brad problem. And this quote struck me immediately. And he said that the drugs are the solution to the Brad problem that I was having. And when he said that, I realized that that quote, you could fill in the blank with drugs. You could say the food, Is the solution to the you problem you're having. The alcohol is the solution you are having to the you problem. The snacks, the treats, whatever it might be, guys, the shopping addiction, the porn addiction, the drugs, the weed, whatever it might be that you guys do to numb out and to avoid doing the work and taking action. Those are your solutions to the you problem you are having right now. The reason that we Binge eat, the reason that we binge watch Netflix, the reasons that we avoid the tasks we're going to do. All of those is because you have a you problem. There's something that's in that's not in alignment. This goes back to integrity with core values. If you're not living within integrity of yourself, there's going to be a disconnect. And that disconnect creates a feeling of unease. And some of us, myself included in the past, and even to this day, when I have that feeling of unease, it creates anxiety. And then what do we do? We want the anxiety to go away. So what do we do? I smoke weed. um, I'll watch porn. I'll distract myself. I'll procrastinate. I'll find any quick hit of dopamine that will make me feel better in the moment to make the anxiety go away when the reality is all of those things I'm doing is trying to get rid of the me problem, which was I wasn't living in integrity. I wasn't living in alignment with what I needed to be doing in that moment. And because I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing in that moment, and I knew it in my heart, in my gut, in my soul, because I wasn't doing it, I felt this feeling of unease. And I'm sure people listening, you know what this feeling's like. You don't do the things you say you're going to do. It feels like shit. So you want to avoid the feeling of feeling like shit. So you either go get food, drink alcohol, do drugs, have sex, work out, procrastinate, whatever it might be. But you avoid the feeling of unease when instead you need to head straight to that feeling of unease confront it head on and ask yourself why am i feeling like this what am i not doing why am i not living in integrity where is the disconnect and then approaching vulnerably to that feeling and then confronting it and solving the problem doing the task making the phone call sending the text message you know hiring the coach whatever it might be Because once you do those things, that feeling of unease goes away. And then you get the feeling of fulfillment. And fulfillment is 10 times better than unease, folks. So remember, ask yourself this. If you find yourself procrastinating or trying to numb out this feeling of unease, the drugs, the food, the alcohol, the sex, those are not the solution to the problem. Those are you trying to find a quick fix to the you problem that you have right now that you haven't fully confronted. And if you've got a you problem, let's make 2022 the year that you confront that you problem. You confront it, you digest it, you solve the problem, you move past it so that in 2022, you become the best version of yourself possible. Okay. That's the recap I had from the IFCA event. I thought it was fucking awesome. I've already bought my ticket to the next event because again, community is massive and the people around you are super important. So find your people, find your community, be vulnerable, create your core values, ask yourself, what are the conflicts blocking your growth? Ask yourself, are you in motion or are you actually taking action? And when you do those things, you will become the person you wanted to become in 2022. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great day. I will talk with you next week. And until next time, peace.